of offending people who don't believe in Jesus. Oh, what do I think? Who cares? Let's tell them the truth. Don't give me, they're just living their truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. In other words, if it doesn't come from this book, it's not true. Tick tock, tick talk the clock is ticking on america's future what will we become it's anybody's guess today we discuss how a widely used social media app may be china's trojan horse to conquer our country and we sent an undercover agent from the deep end team to pose as a 13 year old girl on tiktok and i'm heartsick at what we found you do not want to miss this especially if you're a parent plus last night we got to talk about it an unprecedented event it took took place fbi agents raided the private residence of a former president things like this used to never happen actually have never happened in american history now the news media is going to show for one particular party as usual and the other political party is going to freak out but we're going to give you the hard truth today it's your favorite night of the week the deep end on tim hatch live the deep end Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on in the world? That's why you come here, right? I hope, as a Christian, to understand what is going on. It is Season 6, Episode 2 of The Deep End. I am your humble host, Tim, and I'm so glad that you're here. Make sure that you're hitting that like, subscribe button. Make sure that you're hitting that notification bell that you can get notified every time we go live on your smartphone device. What do we do on The Deep End? We bring you the news with discernment because, more than ever before, confusion abounds. The father, father of lies is abounding in lies, as he always has been, and we need truth. We need to speak truth to the lies of our age. That's why I do this channel. That's why I do this show, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for spending some time with me. Let's dig into Deep End News. Deep End News. News you choose if you could choose news. Okay, back to the old news you choose if you could choose news line. Anyway, last night, I have to talk about it because it is such huge news. Last night, FBI agents raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Florida. The New York Times reporting every every news uh, outlet reporting the former president called the search an assault and complained that the authorities had broken into a safe. The news appeared come appeared to come as a surprise to top aides at the White House. So what do we have here? What is indeed going on? And I'm sure you've got questions. I've got questions. Here's what we do know so far. The list of things that we used to say doesn't happen in America. That list is getting smaller, is it not? <laughs> Violent riots in the streets where criminals aren't held accountable for their actions and politicians vocally endorse them. Check. That was done in July of 2020. Brazen riot at the Capitol in response to an election result. Check. That was done in 2021. And now weaponizing the FBI, the president's personal police force, as I like to call them, against one's predecessor and potential rival in an upcoming election. Check. Last night, the police force of our current president executed a search warrant on the previous president, Donald Trump, in his home in Florida. And I mean, if you don't have questions, even even if you hate Donald Trump, and I get why you hate him, he gives you a lot of reasons to hate him. I don't hate him, I kinda like him, but nonetheless, even if you hate him, you gotta pay attention to this news because if this is what America is gonna become, watch out, eventually democracy and the state of our union will be dissolved. Make no mistake, Last night was the most aggressive law enforcement action ever taken against a former American president in our history. Now, what really happened? Now, there's a, uh, an article from the Washington Post that shed some light on this. This is the article, FBI searches Trump safe at Mar-a-Lago for possible classified documents. The key term here is classified documents. Now, even from this, this article in the Washington Post, the items that they took so far uh, are, quote, descriptions that were improperly taken at Mar-a-Lago from the White House include a Cocktail napkin, a phone list, charts, slide decks, letters, memos, maps, talking points, a birthday card or a birthday dinner menu, schedules, and more. An anonymous source said. Now, now this is important because you have to understand the law. The law states that whatever a president does in the Oval Office stays in the Oval Office, stays in the White House because our presidents work for us. We tend to forget that, but they do. They work for us, not for themselves. And so whatever they work on while they're there, according to the law, uh, the law is called the President's or the Presidential Records Act of 1978. So whatever a president does or writes on or uses to you know, exec execute his office has to stay with the White House. Trump 
like all presidents, probably took a few things home with them. And, and this was talked about back in May. And I remember this, that there would be a potential investigation and all sorts of things might like this might happen. But no one anticipated that the FBI would execute a search warrant and invade his private residence to find these seemingly innocuous items, such as a cocktail napkin, a phone list, a letter, map, talking points. I mean, really? Do we have to really rustle all these feathers just for this? Uh, the Washington Post article saying, searching a former president's property to look for possible evidence of a crime is highly unusual and would require approval at the top levels of the Justice Department. It represents a historic moment in Trump's tortured relationship with the Justice Department, both in and out of the White House. And, and you guys who have been following politics since Trump began running for pre uh, president back in 2015, you will be very familiar with the um, uh, the, the, the FISA warrant and, and all kinds of other things that have been uh, done against Donald Trump, this uh, seemingly corrupt politician who only became a politician five years ago. Um, they were out to get him. The uh, FBI was out to get him. The uh, DOJ was out to get him from day one, um, even going back to the Russian, Russian dossier. And everyone who knows about all that kind of stuff, it's all this kind of drummed up material that was kind of fabricated out of thin air to paint Donald Trump with a terrible brush so that nobody would vote for him. So no one's ever held accountable in these, um, in these, in these events. And it looks possibly like that's going to happen again, but maybe potentially the FBI and the DOJ went too far this time. Look, they're going to have to come up with an answer to why they did this right now, because right now it's alarming that something like this would ever happen in our country. I mean, Remember all the flack that they gave Donald Trump for having a phone call with President Zelensky about uh, Joe Biden's son doing business in Ukraine and having a prosecutor fire that, fired that was looking into his son while uh, now President, then Vice President Joe Biden was, was talking to the prosecutor. Uh, remember all that kind of stuff? And, and nobody said anything about what Joe Biden did, but everybody got all worked up about that phone call that Trump made to the Zel Zel Zelensky. And then he was impeached over it. And then he was, you know, uh, val validated by the Senate just weeks before COVID-19 broke out. Um, this one should alert everyone, because if they're going to start invading political opponents, if presidents are going to start raiding the homes of their political opponents, something is diametrically wrong with our political class. And I'm not talking about our country as a whole. I'm talking about our political class. They no longer work for us. They work for themselves and their own interest, and they will do whatever it takes to maintain power. It doesn't look pretty so far in regards to this raid. I give you an article from the National Pulse, and this is a report breaking early this morning. The National Pulse finding that uh, judge Bruce Reinhardt, who is reportedly the most like most likely the judge behind the warrant authorizing a raid on President Trump's house, is a former attorney who represented employees of convicted sex offender and notorious pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. And he was also an Obama donor. Uh, this is not on the screen. The National Post can also reveal that Judge Reinhardt has donated to the campaigns of former President Barack Obama and to the establishment opponents of Donald J. Trump, including the 2016 election, giving funds to Jeb Bush or making donations to Jeb Bush. Now, that question, uh, that, that article right there raises a lot of questions. What, what's going on in that this very partisan federal judge um, initiated or gave the sign-off on this warrant that is now giving permission to the FBI to raid a former president's house? when it seems that that judge is completely partisan in all of his political ambitions. Now, the question also must be asked, why now? Why is this happening now? I don't think it's a big secret because maybe you don't realize this, but Trump has already stated that he is going to probably, uh, uh, sorry, he has already stated that he's made up his mind about whether he's going to run for re-election. It's just a matter of when he's going to announce it. And then I found this out. Mark Elias is an ex-Clinton lawyer, ex-Hillary Clinton lawyer. He said he found a law that could bar President Trump from running again. It comes from the U.S. Code, Title 18, Section 2071, and that little piece of legislation reads the following. Whoever having the custody of any such record preceding map, book, document, paper, or other thing willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, or obliterates falsifies or destroys the same shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office 
under the United States. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There is a law that some lawyer found to use against former President Trump to keep him from legally running for president again. Right now, at this moment, it seems like it's a political witch hunt. It's just kind of interesting that that comes from a Clinton lawyer because the Clintons, as you might not be familiar with, are as probably politically corrupt as they come in terms of those who have once held the presidential office. And I do refer to both of them. Uh, Let's just be honest. Remember that when the Clinton Global Initiative uh, began shedding employees amid dwindling donations in 2017, and the New York Times also exposed the Clinton Foundation for shady financial and business deals. Uh, That was back in 2013. And then... They also had the matter of Clinton's emails, which were on her private server at home. There was no FBI raid for her. Maybe she was just far better at hiding classified information that she took with her from the Oval Office. I don't know. Interesting things are going on. Very interesting and very chaotic things are going on. And at this point, this all just seems completely political. Uh, They are going after Trump's ability to run for president, even though they already beat Donald Trump. Didn't they already beat Donald Trump in a fair and legal election? What are they so scared of? Wouldn't they want him to run again if they lost? Maybe they're looking at their record and seeing the polling numbers for President Joe Biden right now and saying things aren't looking good. We got to start playing dirty. That's a very big possibility. On the other side of the aisle is Donald Trump, who within hours of the FBI raid released a very campaign-y type video on his website talking about all the failures of the current administration and all of his corruption, uh, according to former President Trump. And so you got the video ready hours after the FBI raid that you didn't think you knew about, and here it is ready to go right onto your website almost immediately. Now, I will say, as I know firsthand, that making these videos, it doesn't take a lot of time. So it's very possible that he initiated his media team to create this video shortly after the raid was discovered. But nonetheless, um, everything right now just looks bad for America. Again, checking off the things or taking off the list the things that We used to say, that doesn't happen here. You know, we used to say, you don't have this kind of political corruption that you would see in, oh, say, Venezuela or uh, Cuba in America. You you don't have uh, a sitting country leader weaponizing his police force against a potential political rival. But these things, these standards of American leadership and uh, the political class, They are falling left, right, and center. Fundamentally, ladies and gentlemen, the system is no longer limited. And those words are on purpose. The system is no longer limited. When we see these kinds of actions, it should raise alarms in all of our minds to the the effect that we understand that presidents are starting to act like dictators. They really are. Every time a president takes office, immediately executive actions are starting to, are immediately signed, which undo the executive actions of the former president. Now, I, I, I've seen this happen over the course of my life exponentially. I'm, I'm 45 years old, right? 45? Anyway, I've seen this happen uh, throughout my lifetime. Presidents are becoming more and more and more like a figurehead of all of our hopes and dreams. This is a very big problem for American governance because we believe in limited government. At least our founders did. Our founders wanted our government to be effective, but very limited. And so thus all the ways in which Congress can stop the president from doing something and all the ways that a president can stop Congress from doing something, right? A a president can veto a law that is passed in both houses of Congress. And then, and then Congress can super, super veto or override that veto uh, if they have enough votes to override the will of the president. So, and then you have the judicial department, which, which holds everybody accountable and interprets the law for us. And so you have these separation of powers to limit government, to limit what the president can do. So I'm reading a book right now, and I, I highly recommend this book. It's called The Storm Before the Calm, and or sorry, The Calm Before the Storm. <laughs> the Calm Before the Storm, a fantastic book about what it was that kind of shifted American, uh, the, the American mindset from understanding how our limited government works to let's just give the president all the power to do what we want him to do. 
And really, the, the, artic- the book makes the argument that the nuclear bomb changed everything because the nuclear bomb had to be used swiftly in the case of the Cold War with the Soviet Union. And so should the Soviet Union enact nuclear war against us, the president did not have time to get Congress to declare war, as is written in our Constitution. So he would have to make a momentary split-second decision and push the red button and obliterate Moscow. And so we had to give him those powers. And those powers were given to the president after World War II or during World War II. And it kind of changed everything about how we look to the president. So our system is no longer limited because of the technological advances of the nuclear bomb that provided the president with way too much authority in regards to how our country runs. And we have just kind of lopped on to those things or added on to those powers, executive powers, the right to almost legislate from the Oval Office, which is not even constitutional. And, and now we're seeing also with the Democrats right now in the Congress, they're manipulating the rules of our constitutional government to pass laws that are not popular. I take you to the Inflation Reduction Act that just barely passed Congress was uh, a 50-50 tie in the Senate was broken by Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, and this Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, does not look like it's going to do much to <laughs> reduce inflation, has hired a whopping 87,000 new IRS agents, 87,000 new IRS agents, which makes the IRS bigger than almost every other federal government department combined. So. There's 87,000 new IRS agents that have been hired through this Inflation Reduction Act. There's 429 billionaires in America. You think they hired 87,000 IRS agents for those 429 billionaires? I don't think so. By the way, it spends more money on climate change than any bill before it. And there are reports it will raise everyone's taxes. Yes, everyone. Now, how do they do it? They sell you on the idea that if you buy uh, this bill, if you get this bill, you're going to benefit. One of the benefits they promised was the EV tax credit. So if you buy an EV, an electric vehicle, a vehicle that runs on batteries and not gas, you will get a 7,500 tax credit from the government upon your purchase of that electric vehicle. Now, this report is all over the news today. On the day after the Senate passed the bill, uh, this from Ars Technica website, it's possible no electrical vehicles will qualify for the new tax credit. And why is that the case? Because there's a stipulation in this law that was just passed by a 50-50 split with the vice president being the deciding uh, tie-breaking vote, that all the batteries in that car have to be made entirely in America. So as of right now, and with every EV coming on the market, there isn't a single EV that contains a completely American-made battery in it. And there won't be one, probably for generations, if ever. So that $7,500 tax credit that they promised you is really just a figment of imagination for those who are stupid enough not to do their own research on what our government is doing. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what you call a broken American system, a broken governmental system. It's no longer limited. It has decided that it has far more powers than it should. And COVID, like I have said many times in this channel, was the test case. It was, it was a test. It was a test we all failed. How much power were we going to give our legislators? How much power were we going to give our governors and our presidents? We gave them way too much power. We let them control our lives and dictate how we organized our lives and raised our kids and acted in our homes and in our churches and in our businesses. And now the government is reacting with greater uh, pride and arrogance and unaccountability. That's what's happening. That's the news. I am going to sum all this up at the end of the show, what our response is as Christians. I've got something to share with you that's important, but we've got to dig deeper into the undoing of the American world that we know as we explore something here on the channel uh, for the first time, a deep investigation into an explosively popular social media app. I'm on it. I've told you to join me on it. It's called TikTok. And we are going to do a new segment here on the channel. It's called The Deep End Investigates. And we're going to investigate TikTok. Parents, pay attention. You're not going to want to miss this.
TikTok might be the Trojan horse China needs to one day dominate the United States. We are in the midst of another Cold War. It is Cold War Part 2, and we have to stop denying it. Uh, China is out to get us. They want to eat our lunch, that's for sure, and they might. How might they do it? Not with nuclear weapons, but with our own stupidity and ignorance. So TikTok is this fabulously popular social media app. And like I said, when you see that sign or that symbol, I want you to look at this symbol. The Trojan horse is a story of an ancient Greek warfare uh, moment that was leveraged against the city of Troy. After a 10-year siege against the city of Troy, the Greeks reverted to the Trojan horse uh, plan <laughs> to infiltrate the wall of Troy and secretly let in their army late at night. So the Greeks pretended to sail away while they delivered a huge wooden horse to the Trojans as a gift with their army, a small battalion hidden inside the horse. So as their ships sailed away, the Trojans welcomed the horse into their city. And that night, the Greek force that was hidden in the horse crept out, opened the gates, and the rest of the Greek army, which, had, which looked like it had sailed back under cover of night, ran into the city and sacked the city of Troy, ending the war. Was it a real story? We don't know. We can't be sure. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It doesn't really matter. It's a picture, though. It's become nomenclature for any undercover operation to undermine an otherwise secure citizenry. And that might be TikTok right now, courtesy of the Chinese government. So a couple of facts about TikTok and parents, you got to know what TikTok is. If you are not on TikTok, I encourage you parents to at least download it and take a look at it and then delete it immediately because you've got to know what's going on with your children. So a couple of facts about TikTok. It was released on the App Store in September of 2016. In the United States, celebrities like Jimmy Fallon, Tony Hawk began using the app in 2018, which upped its uh, popularity. And then other celebrities like Jennifer Lopez, Jessica Alba, Will Smith, Justin Bieber joined TikTok. And the explosion followed. In China, it's known as Douyin, and it is, in fact, a Chinese-owned company that started and founded TikTok. Now, you also need to know that it's up to 1 billion users. I was surprised to learn this. It is the most visited site on Google. And you need to understand that it is capturing your data, as a lot of these apps are. It's capturing your keystrokes, your biometrics, your facial expressions, your likes, your interests, and much more. It collects data on us even while running in the background. So you don't even have to have it open on your phone, uh, on the main screen of your phone. It's running in the background, collecting your data. And um, for these security reasons, the app is banned in India and several other countries over national security concerns. Now, what you also have to understand, parents, is that right now, TikTok, not Google, is the most visited and most looked to website for your children. Nearly half, this is insider reporting, nearly half of Gen Z is using TikTok and Instagram for search instead of Google, according to Google's own data. So senior vice president of Google, and I won't even pretend to pronounce that name, told Fortune Brainstorm Tech Conference that according to Google's internal studies, something like almost 40% of young people when they're looking for a place for lunch, they don't go to Google Maps or search, they go to TikTok or Instagram. And uh, this also from the article, Insider has previously reported about the threat TikTok poses to YouTube, which is owned by Google. And it is um, projected to overtake YouTube's revenue numbers by 2024. So right around the corner uh, from this, uh, this small little innocuous app becoming a global powerhouse, a financial powerhouse, and most importantly, a political powerhouse for our country. Now, a breaking story from BuzzFeed was released last week. I believe it was last week or very recently, two or three weeks ago. That has determined that the Chinese Communist Party has backdoor access to the, dot, to the data that TikTok collects. This is from BuzzFeed News. Let me put this on the screen. TikTok owner ByteDance, that's the, the uh, business or the, or the company that founded TikTok, used a news app on millions of phones to push pro-China messages ex-employees say. So uh, this article reads, the four former ByteDance employees, each of whom worked on Top Buzz, that's the name of the news app, claimed that ByteDance instructed members of its staff to place specific pieces of pro-China messaging in the app. According to three of the former employees, Top Buzz staff sometimes promoted content by pinning it to the top of the app. One former employee remembered staff posting panda videos in the app, along with videos promoting travel to China. Another remembered a staff member pinning a video in which a white man talked about the benefits of moving his startup to China. 
Uh, now, that is quite something. So you have this app owned by a Chinese company claiming to be independent from the CCP, the, the Chinese Communist Party. And now we now understand from former employees of a news app that was run on TikTok that the government of China is influencing our, our citizens, citizenry through this app. Now, of course, the founder of Top Buzz claims that this is ridiculous, but what else is he going to say? You know, you have to understand that social media and apps and all these phones in our hands, they are manipulating us at a incredible level. You are not getting what you want to see. You are getting what some algorithm in California or in Texas wants you to see. And then those things that you see on social media shape how you feel, and then how you feel determines what you do for that day. And I want you to think about this. Some select group of computer programmers in some other part of the country, and it's a very small number in relationship to the rest of the country's population. <coughs> Excuse me. These people are shaping what you feel every day when you log on to your phone. Uh, CNBC reporting that TikTok shares your data more than any other social media app and is unclear where it goes. This is from February 2022. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. YouTube does this as well. YouTube shares your app, Facebook, uh, your, your data, Facebook shares your data, Twitter, uh, they all do it. Uh, the difference, though, here from this article on CNBC is that TikTok allows third-party trackers to track your activity on other sites even after you leave the app. And then you need to be aware of this. In October, uh, this would be October of 2021, Wired published a guide to TikTok uh, a guide to how TikTok tracks user data, including your location, search history, IP address, the videos you watch, how long you spend watching them. According to that guide, TikTok can infer personal characteristics from your age range to your gender based on the other information it collects. Google and other sites do the same thing, a practice called inferred demographics. TikTok has been the subject of criticism in the past over how the company collects and uses data, especially from younger users, including claims that the company has transferred some private user data to Chinese servers. Uh, this is incredibly disturbing. Now, now here's the rub too, and this is not on the screen, but this is found in another article. China has a national security law that compels every entity within its jurisdiction to aid its espionage in what they view as their national security efforts. Uh, that was Chair FCC Chairman Brendan Carr uh, reporting that. By the way, did you know this? TikTok also uses your phone's camera against you even while you're not posting content to the app, it will collect your facial expressions. It will collect biometric data, as we've already talked about. And the funny thing is, is that they kind of don't identify or define what uh, these things are. They call them face prints. So this is an article from Time. Uh, back in June 2021, TikTok has started collecting your face prints and voice prints. Here's what they could do with them. Uh, the article reads in June Second, TikTok updated the information we collect automatically portion uh, of its privacy policy to include a new section called image and audio information, giving itself permission to gather certain physical and behavioral characteristics from its users' content. This increase, the increasingly popular video sharing app may now collect biometric information such as, again, face prints and voice prints, but the update doesn't define these items, uh, these terms, or what the company plans to do with the data. So we're gonna collect your face prints and we're not gonna tell you what that means. And then, uh, generally speaking, the article goes on, these policy changes are very concerning. Uh, Douglas Cuthbertson, I don't know how that last name is pronounced, a partner in Leaf Cabraser's Privacy and Cybersecurity Practice Group, tells Time, quote, the changes are vague in a lot of ways. TikTok does, TikTok does not explain what it will do with this biometric information and how and when it will seek consent before taking it and what it means by face prints and voice prints, which aren't defined. Now, this information was not hard to substantiate. On this channel, I never want to give you information that I just hear from somewhere and then don't provide you proof in writing that is true. So we actually went to TikTok's own website and found their user agreement where it says they're going to collect your facial expressions, your biometric data, and all the things that you just kind of do in front of your phone as you operate the app. In, in, in other words, if you're just innocuously watching TikTok, they're watching your face watching TikTok, and they're reporting that data to China as well. And then they're going to not just collect your data, they're also going to suggest certain videos to you, but more about the data collection for a moment. Uh, the Guardian reports, TikTok has been accused of aggressive data harvesting, is your information at risk? What's different about the TikTok collection data system 
is that it collects your uh, contact list, your access, your calendars, it scans your hard drives, even your external hard drives, and it geolocates you on an hourly basis. Now, this is really damaging information to the TikTok fans out there. You, you might want to delete the app, like I said, after watching this, because to know that an app that is run by, or at least controlled by, not run by, but controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, um, is so prevalent in our current culture should be very disconcerting. Very disconcerting. Uh, this uh, I, A website that I love for news, CBN News, uh, wrote an article called How China Uses TikTok to Collect Your Personal Data and Why You Should Be Concerned. After an initial investigation by the U.S. Treasury Department uh, into ByteDance by the U.S. Treasury Department, uh, TikTok did this. It moved its servers to Texas and assured investigators that no data was leaked to China. But... As this article says, well, this sounds like a step in the right direction. TikTok CEO also admitted that some China-based engineers will still require access to the app, which by law grants the same access to Beijing. And with that data, China is able to feed into its artificial intelligence systems. It's also perhaps able to compromise Americans. Uh, this is a Chinese expert and author Gray, Gordon Chang reporting. Now, through, again, the article says, uh, through the control of the algorithm, China is able to influence American public opinion. We know that in 2020, the Chinese military used TikTok to incite violence on American streets. TikTok glorifies drug usage in America, and there are other things that have, they have been doing to interfere in our political process, Chang told CBN News. So this brings up another issue, and the issue here is not what we, not what China collects from us, but also what China feeds to us. So this is bad. And you say, well, why isn't our government doing anything about it? Again, it all goes back to Trump. And here's the reason why. In uh, June of 2020, Trump said on Air Force One that he was banning TikTok from the U.S. That's June 2020. And so here's the rule that, 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 that is, you know, un, unofficial rule. But here's the unofficial rule that, 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 that people abide by. If Trump is for it, it must be uh, evil. And if Trump is against it, it must be good. So this reactionary partisanship in our country is causing our government to stagnate in protecting the people from the influence of China through what would appear to be an innocuous app, which is anything but innocuous. The lack of response from our government should alarm us all. Uh, the New York Post reporting this, that, that the Pentagon's first software and en chief engineer quit because he believed China had already won the global tech war. Uh, this person's name is Douglas Chilon, and he was the president, the Pentagon's first chief software officer. He said China will dominate the future of the world by controlling everything from media narratives to geopolitics, which leaves us susceptible to Chinese dominance through who would have thought an app. Gone are the days of nuclear war or trench warfare. Now it's technological warfare and China is taking it very seriously. So they collect their data and then they decide who and what we see. And I have this little picture I want to put up here on the screen. China decides what we see and what their children see. See, Megan Basham of the Daily Wire details that there are reports suggesting that the Chinese government is also involved in making sure that what TikTok suggests to our country in terms of the algorithm suggesting what videos to watch is very different than the videos that TikTok or the app Doyen in China shows to Chinese children. So yes, that means that TikTok is, or China, uh, the Chinese Communist Party is deciding who sees what. And while your average American tween sees twerking videos, gender dysphoria testimonies, how-to videos on taking your first testosterone shot, and why America is xenophobic and should not exist, a Chinese 12-year-old is finding out about things like hmm, science, math, and why America is xenophobic and shouldn't exist. Trojan horse, here we come. This is what is happening right now through TikTok to our children. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your brain on drugs. The average American uses TikTok to find meaning from likes and subs. And China says, nope, we're just collecting your data. Eventually, we're going to control your life. And then they send us carefully curated content through this app to shape our understanding of the world so that everything you believe in value in this country has been shaped by another country so that your life fits into a narrative carefully framed by your own nation's number one geopolitical threat. So
so long freedom of thought, so long independent minds. And this is how you get the average American who will post whatever is necessary to tell the world, I support the current thing. It makes us all automatons who don't think for ourselves, who lose our ability to discern truth and sells our future and our children's future down the river. Listen, we wanted to test some of these findings. We wanted to search them out for ourselves and not just report them to you. And so we sent one of our team members undercover on a mission to see what your kids are seeing on TikTok. So our staff member opened the app, started a new account as a 13-year-old female and used the app for about an hour and did some searches and I'm gonna show you what they found. But first, the hypothesis of what we were trying to find. Here was the hypothesis based on all this data that TikTok's algorithm prioritizes content that is detrimental to the mental health and identity of young people to create confusion and affect the society of the United States. Is that true? Okay, well, this person posing again as a 13-year-old girl on TikTok went to the search on the TikTok app and here's what we asked them to search for. You think about it, you're a 13-year-old kid, what are you gonna search for on an app, especially if you don't know if something is right or you're seeing the celebration um, of all kinds of sexual identities and sexual confusions and you start to think, well, what if I'm one of those things and I don't even know? Like, who knew who they were at 13? Like, seriously, who knew who they were at 13? Hardly no one. No one ever knows who they are at 13. So what's one of the, what, what's one of the searches that you could imagine? And, and here's what we thought of. The search would be, how do I know if I am, and then just leave it blank. How do I know if I am and leave it blank and see what the search suggestions would autofill into the search bar? What we found was heartbreaking. Uh, this was the list. The list goes, how do I know if I'm a lesbian? How do I find, uh, how do I, how do I know if I'm a top or bottom? That refers to homosexual male sex. How do I, how do I know if I'm a Therian? I had to look this one up. A Therian is someone who identifies as an animal. How do I know if I'm a trans girl, a witch, a yander? What's a yander? Someone who is so lovesick over someone, they fantasize about killing any rivals for that person's affection. Now, this is the autofill and the rest of the list. Dom, demiboy, Virgo, lesbian, or bi. This is the autofill. The autofill doesn't mean that it has been searched by that person. It just means it's suggested, which is alarming for two reasons. Number one, China may be autofilling those by force. Or number two, young girls are so busy searching for these items that the algorithm just produces these autofill suggestions in droves because that's the most common search. Another search that we asked this person to do undercover as a 13-year-old girl on the TikTok app is, is it okay to check out the responses or the autofill suggestions? Is it okay to watch Hub? Now, Hub means Pornhub. Uh, is it okay to master at 11? Master is a term meaning to masturbate. Is it okay to be fat? Is it okay to master young? Cry. Watch Hub at 13 to be gay. And this is the autofill, friends. This is the autofill of the TikTok app that your 13-year-old is going to see when they punch in these search items. And again, I, I bring you back to the premise. There's a big difference between what a 13-year-old girl on TikTok in America sees and what a 13-year-old girl in China sees. That 13-year-old girl in China is seeing probably how great it is to be a Chinese resident and how wonderful it is to learn math and how important it is to understand how weapon systems work. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And, and, and your kids are getting indoctrinated by what a foreign national government, a foreign communist government wants them to see. The Trojan horse is marching in. Now, I have more content to give you. And guys, I do this because I care about you, but there are some videos that you cannot make up that we found as a result of these searches. A lot of the videos that we saw as a result of these searches, we cannot show you because they're completely inappropriate for the deep end, but some of them we're gonna show you, they are unbelievable. Here's one that popped up in response to, how do I know if I'm a lesbian? Watch this. Attraction is supposed to feel good. Hear that. Hear that. If being in relationships with men isn't appealing to you, if you can't truly see yourself ending up happy in relationships with men, or if your attraction to men makes you uncomfortable, you may be a lesbian. Lesbian isn't a dirty word, and being a lesbian is beautiful. I didn't realize that I could be attracted to men and still choose women. You still have a choice, and you can choose just to prioritize women and date women, the more you know. 
you still have a choice. So did this girl not get the memo on the fact that uh, sexual orientation is fixed and innate and immovable throughout life? Of course a young girl is going to be confused about sexual attraction. That's called puberty. That's called growing up. But now it is this mantra of our generational uh, obsession with self-love and self-fulfillment that has twisted our children's minds through this app. And that's the kind of content that they're going to see on a regular basis. Here's another example. And this one is even more heartbreaking. How do I know if I'm a witch? Watch this. Want to know how to tell if you're a witch? My name is Jen Marie. I am a high priestess and witchcraft educator specializing in shadow work and teaching new grooms. Witchcraft is a choice. I'm getting this question so much. It is a choice. Anyone who practices witchcraft was called to practice witchcraft. They were compelled to do so and they, that's when they had their witch's call. Everyone this practice has had a witch's call. It just hasn't happened in mass like this before. Not that I've ever heard of. And everyone's practice is going to look a little bit different. It's supposed to. And yes, my approach to witchcraft is unconventional. It's because of my experiences. And though, yes, you do have to initiate into different traditions, you can still practice witchcraft without being initiated into a tradition. Intuitive witchcraft is very much a thing. And yes, there is such a thing as bloodline witches as well. But you don't have to be born into a magical family to be a witch. It's a choice. Okay, again, are you picking up on the familiar refrain, it's a choice, it's about you, it's about what you feel like, and particularly in that video, you know, you might have this family that's like this, like maybe conservative Christian, God, God forbid, or witch forbid, whatever, and you don't have to worry about being tied to them, you can just join some cult. Crazy. Here's one last one I want to show you. How do you know if you're trans? Watch. How do you know if you're trans? Well, for starters, the way you can diagnose it is typically gender dysphoria, which is the feeling of that something on your body isn't correct because you want it to be the opposite gender, or just a feeling that something's wrong on you. For instance, I get a lot of gender dysphoria from my shoulders because they're small and very feminine because I haven't started testosterone yet. I also get uh, gender dysmorphia about my voice. But not all trans people have dysphoria. Being trans is about being who you are and not identifying with the gender that you were assigned at birth because of how it affects you mentally. For instance, if I were to identify as a girl right now and like have long hair and wear makeup and wear girl clothes and all that stuff like that, like I would probably be dead, to be honest. Shocking, shocking, I know. It's unbelievable what's being fed into our kids' brains, into their eyes. And parents, you've got to own this. You've got to own, especially parents of young girls. I mean, I, I know what it was like to be a 13-year-old boy. I can't imagine what it would be like in my generation to be a 13-year-old girl and now to be a 13-year-old girl. Absolute confusion. The media, uh, the political powers, the uh, universities, the educational system, all seeking to undermine your identity, your child's identity, to baptize them in this culture of confusion and parents have got to take ownership if your kids have a phone and you don't monitor their behavior that's on you if you are letting tiktok and the ccp speak into your kid's life that's a serious uh abandonment of your duties as a parent ladies and gentlemen let me remind you that social media isn't real life but it affects real life. And if you don't watch out, your real life will be affected and influenced negatively by this fake and fabricated expression we call social media. It reminds me of something else that has been influencing our young people negatively for far too long. The college system, the university system. Let me shift gears here for a moment. Stacey Abrams, you might know her or recognize her. She is running for election uh, as governor of Florida, she has refused to this day to concede the election she lost four years ago. So I guess in her mind, she's running for a re-election. But nonetheless, she talks about this on Face the Nation. What caused her to shift gears when it comes to abortion being raised by Methodist ministers? Watch this. You are a Christian. Uh, you are the daughter of two retired United Methodist pastors. I'm just wondering how you think about your faith with regard to this policy. I've thought about my faith a great deal. In fact, I was anti-abortion until I went to college. And there I met a friend who has my shared faith values, but we started having conversations about what 
reproductive care and abortion care really is. And when I talk about that, it was an experience that I had because she was able to give me a different perspective. And over the course of the next few years, I really started thinking about what role should the legislature play? What role should government play? This is healthcare. This is about a woman's right to control her body. This is about a woman's right to experience and determine her future. And that for me, as, my, as a matter of faith, means that I don't impose those value systems on others, but more importantly, I protect her rights. I protect her humanity, and that should be my responsibility. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I used to be pro-life, and then I went to college. And that has been the case for far too many children, far too many children raised in our homes that eventually abandoned the faith that we raised them with because we were ignorant or at least oblivious in part to what is going on in the war of our current cultural moment. You see, there is a war going on, and if you're ignorant to it, you are susceptible to it, and the war is over truth. That's our war. 2 Corinthians 10.3 talks about this. Though we walk according to the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For our weapons, the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, are of the flesh. They have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Read that again. Every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to the obedience or to obey Christ. You've got to take ownership of what's in here through the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God's word to change what's going on in here and for your children as well. You got to fight the good fight, but you got to know what the fight is. So I'm trying to sum up this episode by asking this final question. What does all of this mean? What does all this mean for you, for your family, for our country? Uh, It is no surprise, and it shouldn't be a surprise to you that your government is corrupt. It shouldn't be a surprise to you that the news media that should be holding our leaders accountable is complicit instead with our leaders, that the America that you may have grown up with is long gone, that social media is actively targeting your kids. And in that regard, higher education is complicit. But hear me, and this might be hard for some of you to hear, much of what we are seeing is the judgment of God. Yeah, the judgment of God. You know, know, Romans chapter one unpacks this very well, that the wrath of God is, present tense, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. In other words, that when we know the truth and suppress it, like our country has done, like the West has done for 60, 70 years, uh, when we suppress God's word and God's truth, take it out of our schools, take it out of our educational system, take it out of our you know, public uh, governance systems, and we push God to the side, well, we bear the responsibility for that. That's why Romans chapter 1, 24 says God gave them up to their lusts, to what they wanted. They don't want God. They want lusts. So he gives it to them and the dishonoring of their bodies and their gender dysphoria. We could put gender dysphoria right there in verse 24 or verse 26. For this reason, God gave them to dishonorable passions, uh, homosexuality, transgenderism, uh, you know, even this, uh, this idea of being a Therian, a, a human who believes they're an animal. These things are nothing new. This trajectory is nothing new at all. This was roadmap for us in the ancient times and in the times of Paul, the apostle, in the book of Romans, and now here we are living through it. And I can't wait. I really mean this. I can't wait to get to the deep dive. The deep dive is coming soon. Please, ladies and gentlemen, bear with me as we get to it. I don't want you to... Uh, miss out on what we're going to go through first and second Kings to talk about that coming up on Wednesday nights. But there's a couple things that I want to talk about in closing. And, and that is that we have a responsibility in our homes. I can't take responsibility for your home. You have to take responsibility for your home. You have to be parents, particularly the priests of your home. You have to manage them. Well, you have to discipline your children. You have to teach your children what you believe. And then you have to join a church in being the salt of the earth. So let me close out by giving us some positive to-dos. What can we do in our culture? Well, what did Jesus tell the disciples to do in Matthew 5.13? He told them, you're the salt of the earth. You're the preservative agent for your culture and your generation. But if you lose your saltiness, if you don't take that seriously, if you forget this, Your saltiness can't be restored. It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Maybe that's what the church is being experiencing right now, being trampled because we forgot that we're the preservative agents. We've got to protect our families, raise our kids right, and and not just give them free reign on these devices. 
Secondly, and this one you might not agree with, but I believe we should do it. We've got to produce great content that is gospel-centered and put it on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, on YouTube. Hey, how about clicking that like button, that subscribe button, give the beard some love. Make sure that you are joining us every Tuesday night as we come back to discuss these things on a regular basis because you need help and I'm here to help you and I want to produce content that helps you. In, in Jesus' day, there was a group of uh, Jewish people called the Essenes. They believed that cutting off from culture completely was the answer. So they dug caves in the ground, and they hid in them and lived in them and studied the Bible all day in them. And Jesus did call them out. There was a parable in Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, when that third servant with the one talent goes, digs a hole, and buries his talent. And the judgment on that servant for burying what God gave him was, was extreme. In that parable of the talents, Jesus is calling out the Essenes and the Christians today who believe that avoiding culture is the answer to being the salt of the earth. That is not true. We've got to infect culture with truth. We've got to live our lives with boldness, unashamed, dare I say, gospel-centered pride in Christ Jesus for who he has made us to be. And thirdly and lastly, what must be done? If you have a teenager and you're not committed to a local gospel preaching church, you are the problem. You are the problem. You've got a responsibility to raise those kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And part of that is bringing them to church every week, getting them into a small group or into a youth group that encourages them in the faith and builds their faith in Christ Jesus. But again, the gospel preaching point is the most important one. Is it a gospel preaching church or it is, or is it a social justice preaching church or is it a, you know, a do good works preaching church? A gospel preaching church exalts the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and brings your family closer and closer to absorbing that, internalizing that, and most importantly, thanking God for it. That will transform you, your children, and your community. That's the answer. That's being salt and light. Hey, here's another way you can be salt and light. Are you ready? Support the channel. <laughs> Cash app, Tim Hatch Life. Help us create this content. We are on TikTok. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. And we are surpassing thousands of followers and breaking new marks every week because of you. So thank you for your support. And if you're not supporting, consider supporting so that we can continue to broadcast this content on a regular basis and help you Build your life in Christ Jesus. Thanks for joining us tonight. That's the episode. I hope it's been a benefit to you. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions. Love to answer them in an upcoming 10 questions with Tim uh, show. The Deep End is brought to you by TimHatchLife.com. Check out the website for some merch and my book. I'd appreciate it. Uh, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night in Jesus' name. If you haven't been offended by this episode of The Deep End, consider supporting us today at timhatchlive.com support. If you have been offended, get a grip and come back next week for The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live.